Hello and welcome to the CISS podcast. This is the On the Spot series by China Forum. In this series, we return to the platform of international forums and webinars, where leading minds in academia, government, business, technology, and media deliver novel, collaborative responses to the global issues of the day. Hello and welcome to the CISS podcast Underspot series. I'm Xiao Chen. In recent years, China-U.S. relations has been increasingly defined by conflicts and differences. By comparison, the objectives of China and the U.S. in the Asia-Pacific region, however, we can see that the two countries share common ground on many fronts. Jia Qingguo, professor at School of International Studies of Peking University, made a point-by-point comparison between China and the U.S. in terms of their development strategies. Professor Jia shared his opinions at the CISS International Forum, themed "The Changing Asia-Pacific: United or Divided," in March 2022. Please stay tuned. Thank you very much. I agree with、uh, General Chen that China does not have a spell-out Asia-Pacific strategy. But judging from what has been said and what has been done, I think you can outline some. Basic ideas. One is,、uh, you know, in terms of objectives, I think China has at least three major objectives for the Asia Pacific region. The first is to defend China's territorial integrity. The second is promote peace and stability in the region. The third is to promote economic prosperity. In terms of the means to achieve them, first, I think we are talking about preventing Taiwan from seeking independence, defending China's territorial rights and maritime interests. And also deter the U.S. from military intervention in Chinese effort to defend its territorial integrity. Second, to build up necessary defense to deter aggression against China and prevent the loss of Taiwan and other Chinese territories, which is、uh, related to that. Third is to oppose external interference into China's internal affairs. The fourth is、uh, endorse freedom of the high seas, but oppose. Foreign military and reconnaissance activities in waters adjacent to China's coast. Fifth, to promote free and open economic arrangements in the region. Sixth, advocate an inclusive security mechanism for the region. So we want an inclusive security architecture rather than an inclusive one. And finally, support non-proliferation of weapons of mass destruction. In terms of the U.S., I think it has also certain goals in its、uh, efforts in the region. The first is to unhindered access to the region, so the U.S. want access. The second is peace and stability in the region. The third is economic prosperity, which are similar to China's. The fourth is、uh, promotion of human rights and democracy. In terms of means to attain them, first maintain unhindered access to the region.、Uh, that's both a goal and a means. The second is to prevent China from becoming a dominant power in the region. That would at the U.S. expense. The third is、uh, to maintain and consolidate military alliances for that purpose. Here we have often come up with this、uh, question of、uh, credibility. So the U.S. has to maintain its credibility in order to rally its allies to support its positions, and also to support free but U.S.-defined fair trade. And fifth is to ensure non-proliferation of weapons of mass destruction, and finally to promote democracy and human rights. 
So if we compare the two, we see areas of serious conflicts and differences in addition to a lot of、uh, areas of common shared interests. In terms of conflicts and differences, first, when the U.S. officials talk about confrontation, competition, or cooperation, it is increasingly focused on confrontation rather than the other two. Maybe recently there is an effort to balance that. Second, in terms of mechanism for security of the region, China tends to advocate a sort of inclusive security architecture, whereas the U.S. adhere to its old practice of、uh, exclusive security arrangements, both multilateral and bilateral. On Taiwan, we have、uh, a lot of difference. The issue involves both、uh, the so-called U.S. credibility and ideological identity. And for China, it's a question of national security and territorial integrity. And also, finally, both sides interpret the law of the sea. When it comes to freedom of the high seas, they have different views, which has become a source of constant friction between the two countries in recent years. And in recent years, the conflicts and differences between the two countries have been exaggerated. I think, and、uh, these conflicts and differences are increasingly used to define the relationship. And that explains the continued deterioration of the relationship between the two countries. However, the differences between the two countries are not that great. We have actually a lot of shared interests and stakes in the existing international system. They far outweigh the differences. I hope that the people of the two countries will wake up to the fact before it is too late. Thank you. That was Professor Jiang Qingbo, professor at School of International Studies of Peking University, also director of PKU Institute for China-U.S. People-to-People Exchange, giving his ideas on how China and U.S. could cooperate in certain areas. Thanks for listening.